and it says we are live. Welcome to question and answer for September 24th, 2019. And let's see here. Gonna disable that sound piece. Set that as default. Then I'm going to get the sound going. Awesome. Cool. I think we're uh, so far so good on this one. What's up, folks? So we got uh, 3x systematic, ice cream stick, Rima Ali, smartest show in gaming, Reginald Taylor Smith. Thanks for joining. That's a I haven't seen Reginald in a while. Uh, Leanne Litzenberger, Potentia Morris, Ever Changing, Boris Van Druth, Leish Nados. Yeah, I made it. So happy. Hi. Yes. Thanks for coming. And uh, a lot of other folks that also are present. Ryan Whiteman, LOL No, Domesday, Unorthodox, Ever Changing, I Am Cutie Pie, and the like. So, uh, oh, and Hannah Matilda. And Tyler Durden. Cool. So, um, I mean, never not zero hedge while you can. Uh, so, welcome to question and answer. And uh, as always, I'm going to open up with, uh, you know, Patreon questions, unless like super chats come in, and then we're going to do Discord questions and super chats, etc. But uh, I think, folks, this is probably going to be like a two hours uh, Q and A. So we're we're going for it tonight. Like, definitely not going to be wasting any time. So let's just get down to it and uh, start kicking ass. So uh, we'll figure that. Uh, um, uh, infinite on the list. I mean, maybe. Uh, I guess I guess someone saw my little infinite symbol there. That's pretty cool. So finding resonance. What's up? Turbulent or assertive. Turbulent or assertive is a lie. Does not actually exist, and is actually called out in season 18 for cognitive mechanics. So we'll actually uh, see how that goes. But let's open up Discord and get down to the Patreon Q&A questions. So I'm gonna go back in time. Back in time. All right. First question uh, for the day, and uh, I'm actually going to, let's see, I'm actually gonna make this window smaller so I can actually see more stuff. So, there we go. I like being able to see more stuff. So, what date am I up to in Discord? Uh, Patreon q and I'm at uh, July 25th, 2019, uh, basically, uh, so far for the Patreon Q&A. The Discord, um, I'll let you know how that goes, etc. Uh, but yeah, so Jenner asks, uh, can you expand on the statement, ENFP have TI trickster, they can't form a logical thought. Can you give examples of what that actually mean? How can I tell if I'm subconscious focused? That's like a lot of questions all in one. I kind of love those ENFPs where they think when they ask one question, I'm going to get as many questions as I can so I can get like the highest value possible, LOL, right? Uh, so... So let's 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 actually answer that. So let's look at Ti Trickster. Um, so we got we have a uh, we have Ti Trickster, and uh, Ti Trickster has a nasty habit of believing that there's no such thing as absolute truth, or anything can be true, and that is uh, in the absence of explanation or uh, or communication, perceptions become reality. Right. 
So we have perceptions becoming reality. And uh, what, is, uh, what does that mean? Well, it basically means that you're all about 100% belief. T-E child equals belief, which is um, everything is belief. Everything is up to interpretation. There isn't anything that could potentially be a concrete fact. I mean, it is kind of a concrete fact that uh, a snowflake is different every time, right? But then again, an ENFP would argue with TI Trickster that that could not necessarily be true. I mean, who knows, right? So that's, and that's basically their main argument. It's really just, quote, who knows, right? Who knows for sure? Who really knows for sure? And they literally live their life constantly questioning that which is good and it's very healthy to have that, but at the same time, they don't actually have any actual logical truth from which to stand on themselves. And this awesome often leads them to commit the logical fallacy known as appeal to authority, right? Or a straw man argument, etc. So that's how I would answer uh, Jenner's question. In terms of how to know if you're subconscious focused, um, that's through doing cognitive focus analysis, which is actually covered in the Patreon Ruby conferences slightly. I know that we're behind on getting the conferences out. We will get those out very soon. Uh, we've done them. It's just that we have a bunch of them the last few months that haven't even been posted to the site. Ruby patrons will get that to you uh, very soon this week. Also, Sapphire patrons, we're working on getting you guys uh, your, your coaching sessions as well. Uh, we had a meeting today to discuss that and how we're going to make sure that uh, we have a new system in place to make sure that you have everything covered. Uh, we are working hard on that, so thank you for your patience there. Um, and uh, But recently you had a super chat question where you said they had T-Child, so uh, do we even know they verified? Well, did you do your research is my question to T-Child. Okay, so let's, uh, let's, uh, okay, let's keep going on here and uh, cool. All right, I'm going to delete this question. Delete. And uh, Nebula asks, what differentiates an INFJ who is aspiring with ESTP subconscious versus someone who is just plainly rude, overactive TI? Um, so uh, it's basically the difference is really humility uh, because uh, without humility, uh, you can't, uh, ESTP subconscious basically ends up creating what is known as the TI uh, child, uh, ESP subconscious, that is, the GI child God complex. Uh, so, uh, and how you do that is developing your subconscious such that your child function becomes its parent function. So it's a responsible version of the child self. So it'd be like having TI parent in your subconscious. And that is through the use of engaging in humility. Uh, so humility is how you can tell the difference between somebody who has developed ESTP subconscious versus someone who does not to answer that question. So I'm going to delete that question. Looks like we have a super chat to answer. Um, so this is Josh Dup Reviews. He asks, every INFJ I meet is a oldest child. Why is this? Hmm. You know, it's interesting, actually. Uh, there is a family of eight children uh, that I know, and the INFJ is the fourth child in out of the eight. Uh, so that is not always true. And currently, Josh Depp reviews, we don't actually know how uh, the mind uh, forms as a child per se in terms of being able to predict it. 
I personally believe that there is an algorithm that we could utilize to predict it, but I don't exactly know what that is. However, we are working on a system where we could really find out. Um, we're going to be looking at uh, reproducing Dario Nardi's uh, experiments, and we're also going to be looking at developing, uh, based on algorithms that I've made myself, uh, a system with which uh, will give us the information uh, to be able to calculate that and determine that, or at least discover the hidden algorithm as to how that happens. But then again, we're going to have to calculate for variables like, um, uh, what is it called, um, um, you know, nurture, right? And how to actually quantify that. That's a whole other bargain, but we are working on that too, right? It is possible, it's just whether or not we can capture all the data sets and all the variables to do that from a data scientist point of view, that's basically where that is. So, and that's how I'd answer that question. All right, Machu asks, you and I expressed our tendency to get triggered by FIT in a romantic relationship. What are some ways for FI and FE to get along better at the start? I dated an ENFJ as an ENTP and we never had one argument, but the relationship was milk toast as in development goes. Now I'm with an ENTJ and he triggers me all the time with FE Demon and TE Hero, but I feel like it's good for me. He's exposing my bad qualities so I can analyze myself. Um, so what are some ways uh, for FI and FE to get along better at the start? Really, it comes down to the FE user uh, carefully explaining to the FI user that they're selfish, um, while simultaneously making sure that the FE user is not covert contracting the FI user, uh, Mr. Machu. Uh, so be aware of the risk of, um, of uh, um, you know, th those covert contracts, because that can definitely happen. And the FI user, themselves uh, really need to be living more in their virtue and being a little bit more generous instead of greedy. And again, if they are being greedy, you have to use TI Parent to call them out. So thank you, Machu, for your question. On the subject of ENTJ, I suspect abuse on his ES child, child is he's very, very hesitant with it compared to other ENJ I've dated. How can I help an abused child function grow in confidence? It really just comes back to you responding positively to his initiations and giving him the freedom of choice to be able to do so. And when you notice that he makes a choice, uh, explain to him how much you appreciate uh, and how you're receiving a good experience and good sensation from him, basically. And uh, that will do that. So thank you, Mr. Machu, uh, for uh, your question. So, okay. Awesome. Okay, cool. All right, so next question. Okay. So Jenner already asked another question. We'll get back to that one. Moody McSorley asks, what are the differences between SI child and furious relationship to food and SE child and furious relationship to food? Well, SE child and SE inferior is going to wait till SI people actually choose their food first so that they know what choices there are. They want to understand what choices are. The SE users also use SI users as their taste tester, especially when they're in a restaurant situation. Uh, SI likes to seek um, good experiences uh, with a food, whereas SE users like to have shared experiences with food. SE users like to mix their food together. SI users like to keep it separate, basically. And that's how I'll answer that question. So I'm going to delete that question as well. Um, all right, so uh, Sir Ballin. Uh, does one's fervency come more from nature or nurture? Idealists tend to come from the most fervent of all the types. In this case, are there functions that can be thought of as the source of this? Uh, 
not specific functions. It's more like combinations of functions or cognitive axes, basically. Um, in terms of fervency, you could say that um, you know pragmatics and idealists are essentially like they're pretty fervent with you know with what where they're going. So, and uh, you know there's there's affiliative uh, you know tendencies of like oh I'm an authoritarian. I'm doing the right thing, etc. You know, from like that uh, NF point of view, uh, but it's mostly nature. Although fervency, I guess, because it's a very subjective metric, I don't even know with which thing you're measuring fervency with. Uh, since it's so subjective, I mean, let's be straight. A lot of the science is subjective. The only reason we know that it is objective is because we can use it in relation to other things in the same way that like an inch on a, on a ruler is actually subjective. We're just putting out separations that are equal distance and that's how we know that there's something there when reality is basically a subjective principle to begin with, right? It's no different when it comes to fervency. So mostly nature, not so much nurture. All right, cool. Uh, going down here. And all right, so next question is Akanksha, uh, how can I lose weight as an INTJ? I struggle with stress eating. Uh, my, rec my current recommendation would be to study Dr. Philip Golia. Uh, Dr. Philip Golia, oops. Um, Dr. Philip Golia, uh, also uh, Tom of Venuto. Uh, together and then uh, also uh, learn lifting techniques which I would say uh, Greg um, O'Gallagher Greg O'Gallagher and also um, Tom Anuto does lifting as well uh, but Greg O'Gallagher uh, specifically and also Mark um, Mark Repito uh, are the uh, only sources that I would rely on to help you lose weight, uh, especially Dr. Philip Golia and his book, Turn Up the Heat. If you haven't uh, read it yet, I highly, highly recommend it. You can also get his app, G Plans, to assist you there as well. So thank you for the question, Akanksha. Looks like we got another super chat in. We have uh, Caro W saying, Italian sign uh, FI demon is activated in an ISTP. Uh, Caro, to answer your question, it's when the ISTP basically becomes uncaring completely uncaring as a result um, as a result of um, um, of being uh, unappreciated basically to answer uh, your question if they are unappreciated it's like okay well if you don't care then why do I have to care I not I don't want to care anymore if you're obviously not going to care so that's basically how uh, ISTPs manifest their FI demon as a result of that. Okay, cool. Uh, next question, we have um, uh, Philip, Van, uh, Philip Van Hout. Uh, which personality types would benefit the most from setting up habits and routines and would actually be willing to listen to my advice and implement it? Uh, so he's an INTJ. And which ones would uh, develop routines? Well, first of all, SI users love routines. So it would mostly be SI users, but it would also be specifically NTPs and NFPs uh, would do it the most. Uh, and then you could potentially hope that SJs do, but uh, they better be pretty like commonsensical because if they're not common sense or, and remember common sense is nothing more than common ignorance folks, then they're not really interested in that whatsoever. So focus on NPs and you'll have much more success 
uh, Philip von Hout or Hout or I can't say your name. Sorry, I'm terrible at uh, pronunciation. So, and it's going to delete that one. Um, all right, and we have Tecla. How are ESFJs and ISFJ systematic, even though they have TE Demon and Trickster? Extroverted thinking is not required for one to be systematic. Remember, the definition of systematic is as follows. This is very key, folks, because most people are still struggling to understand the definition of systematic. But to put it into practical terms, it literally means this. The best way to do anything. Okay, the best way to do something, right? Versus interest. What's the difference? Interest is to create a win-win situation. And if an interest-based type, when they're in a situation, they just wanna win-win, it doesn't have to be the best way of doing something, but as long as both people win, they're good to go because they're aware of what the other person is getting out of it. Whereas a systematic person, it's the best way to do anything, which means they're willing to suffer a win-lose situation. They're willing to lose because it's the best way to do something, okay? And that's how SFJs approach it because they are systematic, all right? All right, so let's move on to the next question. Next question comes from B. Uh, B is, why do many INFJs seem so control and not movement? Uh, maybe it's because they're trying to uh, explain everything in terms of a spreadsheet or a system that they're trying to create. That might be why. Uh, I understand they have EST, oh, he's talking about INFJs. Why do they seem so control and not movement? I understand they have ESTP so conscious, but I've seen many INFJs be control for majority most of the time. Are you talking, what do you mean by control? Are you talking like being outcome focused? Maybe it's because INFJs can be very goal oriented uh, with what they want. The thing is, is how do they reach those goals? They could talk about goals all day long, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily control versus movement. It's more about how do they get to their goals, right? How does an INFJ with NI hero get to their goals, right? How, ask that question or, or what is the answer to that question? Uh, and the reality of the situation is, remember, as explained by Shadow Quick, God bless Shadow Quick. Shout out to Shadow Quick. Shadow Quick explained the difference between control and movement like this. Control is you're at a baseball stadium, it's full of people, there's a game going, the control person's going to walk down at the bottom of all the seats and look up to see what seats are available and then choose the seat they want to sit at from there. Whereas a movement person's going to walk down the stairs and instead of going all the way down and doing the same thing as the control person did because they're outcome focused, the movement person who's process focused is while they're walking, they're going to spot a seat and then sit down instead of going to the bottom and taking a look, right? That's the difference between movement and control, right? So utilize that uh, you know, as a rubric for answering your question. So let's uh, remove that uh, question. Okay, all right, so just making sure we got it there and good. All right, Alicia planted by the water who's asking multiple questions in the same question. Don't do that guys, don't do that. You have to separate your questions out because I might skip your questions, so don't do that. Alicia Planted by the Water says, do you think a happy marriage is feasible if a pair has high camaraderie and no sexual emotional compatibility? Yes, I do think it's possible. Not likely, but possible. They'd have to be like some of the most mature, well-integrated people on the planet. Uh, for example, say an INTJ woman finds that she tends to have the highest respect for ENTJ males in her life whose ambitions, goals, and projects she could use her natural gifts to support. Typically, INTJs don't do natural gifts and support from that regard. Typically, they don't. 
Um, usually it's their own goals. Are you sure that INTJ is not an ENTP? I, I have to ask the question. Um, and whose natural leadership ability she could find security in? I mean, ENTPs have natural leadership abilities. What if the INTJ is an ENTP, right? I have to ask these what if questions first. Let's verify if an ENTJ or INTJ is actually these people's types, right? Let's verify that first. But let's ask, let's answer your question in the context of your question. Uh, when an INTJ woman finds that she tends to have the highest respect for ENTJ males in life, I mean, sure, I mean, INFPs also say that. For some reason, INFPs love ENTJs way more than ENFJs. At least that's what they think when they're young. And then when they get older, they realize that's not the case because ENTJs don't really give a care for my feelings. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's possible, not likely. Don't do duality relationships, folks. Not worth it. Number two, do you have any suggestions uh, for how an INTJ female who knows what it is to have beautifully radical goals, dreams, and ambitions, who knows what it is to want, can develop respect for male types who lack the natural drive to want in the same way? Uh, yeah, because the thing is, is that if you're around a male who does have super high desire level that you have yourself, their desires will trump yours, typically, and you're going to have to give up your dreams for the sake of theirs. Wouldn't you rather be in a relationship with somebody that uh, didn't do that to you? You might want to consider that, Alicia. Plus, furthermore, I'm an ENTP, and I don't necessarily want me want things per se. I have a lot of things that I do want to do as a result of my duty complex with introverted sensing. So as a result of that, I work very hard towards my goals every day, up, uh, working upwards to 14 to 18 hours every single day without fail, including weekends. I have no life specifically for my own personal goals. So you might want to think about that when you're considering NTPs for relationships, Alicia. Going to delete that question. All right. So uh, scrolling up. Okay, cool. And we got Marky Mark. Good old Marky Mark. Thank you, Mark, uh, for your super chat. Can an NTJ help develop their unconscious side by playing games like chess? Yes. The answer is yes. Um, it is. Now, let's talk about chess a little bit. So we have chess, um, and uh, then you have uh, NI, and then you have uh, NE. Both are very applicable. Uh, both can work just fine. I maintain that, in fact, um, um, Bobby, uh, Bobby uh, Fisher uh, was an INTP, uh, for example. Uh, much to, I mean, just like uh, um, that guy Negranu who plays poker, he's an INTP as well. Same type of strategic uh, approach as Bobby Fischer, but NE and NI users could both play chess. Um, but it's mostly an NE thing as you're trying to anticipate what your opponent does before they do it. That's the beauty of chess. Whereas NI users try to impose their own will upon their own army and impose their will upon the person who they're attacking with. But quite frankly, expert intuition can actually maneuver them on the battlefield in a game of chess. So it could be it could be one either way. But typically, these the game of chess is literally an NI versus NE battle, with NE users being the black and the white being the NI user typically. So just something for you guys to uh, remember uh, to that end. Got lots of questions tonight, folks. I'm going here for a long time. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. We'll uh, keep at it. Um, 
Ooh, Jordan Spike says, which quadra is most likely to take things personally? Thank you for the super chat, Jordan. And the answer is the aristocratic STJ NFP quadra. They take everything personally at some point in time, uh, more so than anyone else, especially NFPs. Because anything that would harm my reputation, they'd have it uh, to, to deal with. And the second type to take it, take things really personally, are SFJ NTP quadra. They also take things personally. You noticing a, um, a, uh, a trend there? Yeah, SI users. SI users take things super personally, uh, typically. And the ones that do it the most are SI plus FI users, hardcore. So, uh, uh, and uh, some people think it's, uh, you know, SFP, NTJ, Quadrum. Not so much, actually. They really don't take as much personally, uh, believe it or not. I've known some NTJs who basically don't and uh, while an ISFP may every now and then, if they're an ENTJ subconscious, they really don't. ESFPs, they kind of can as well. But again, if they're subconscious focused, they really don't. So it's kind of like not as much as the SI users. So, okay, let's get to the next question. Um, all right, so delete that there. All right, so uh, Mustafa, what videos should I start watching and how do I find them? This is a great question. All right. Thank you, audience, for being here at csjoseph.life for this YouTube channel. And no, I didn't plant this question, but I'm here to inform you something super important. Welcome to the channel. If you've never been to the channel before or are new, or you've been here for a while and have a hard time finding out the videos, check this out. You can consume this content in two ways. You can go to the front page of the channel, click on playlists, you're on playlists, and then you can see everything divided in by type, or everything divided by season, okay? So if you wanna watch all of the videos, I every time I make a video, if it's specific to a type, or has, or if it's about a type, even if it's comparing one type to another, they go in the playlist attached to the type, right? Or they go into their corresponding season. We do this all the time. And in fact, I believe a new playlist is being launched tonight. Oh yeah, season 27. Season 27 is going live tonight because episode one, I think, is dropping tonight, actually. Or it might drop tomorrow, but I really think it's dropping tonight. Yeah, season 27, episode one. What is that? Oh, that's right. The eight rules for love. Oh, so all the 16 types are getting the eight rules for love. This is the live lecture series that I have been doing for patrons. Patron, Patreon gold tier at patreon.com forward slash csjoseph. Become a gold tier subscriber. You get access to all of our private lectures, which I hope to have another private lecture out this week, by the way. Uh, we're going to work on that too. And I'm dropping the live lecture that we did because if you're on Patreon gold tier, you can come to the live lecture for season 27. And you could provide romantic compatibility Q&A at the end of the lecture and we'll do it live because I'm live streaming that lecture privately. But that lecture will be made available through season 27 tonight. And the other way to consume our content is at csjoseph.life forward slash podcast. You can download our podcast even on Spotify. We even just put up our new art for it and everything. But seriously, you can check that out, okay? So pretty nice. Thank you for asking a question that allowed me to plug a nice shameless commercial. Fantastic. Uh, so I'm uh, going to delete that question. Awesome. So, all right. All right, so moving there here, moving there here, and then uh, going here. All right, Lev, one of my favorite ESTJs in the community. Shout out to Lev. Lev's dope. Lev asks, 
What do you recommend me to do to fix my broken relationship with my father? For the past decade, talking to my father is like walking on eggshells unless I talk about things he agrees with and goes SE rage mode if I disagree with him while claiming that I and others want to personally attack him, if whatever, when that's never true. Note, my dad is an INTJ. Has basically pushed me to the point of not caring to be uh, anymore to be loyal, but need a father in my life. Honestly, that's really healthy for you, Lev, because that just goes to show you that you should probably get away from your father and be your own man so that he can come to respect you. Because only after he respects you will he be willing to actually take on your input so you can increase the abilities of his TI critic with your TE hero and actually make him wiser and get him closer to enlightenment. But that will not happen until he respects you as a man. And to reach manhood, you need to engage in king, warrior, magician, lover. And folks, if you don't know what King, Warrior, Magician, Lover is, they're psychological archetypes according to the book King, Warrior, Magician, Lover by uh, Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette. Uh, you can find that book on our website. Uh, but you can also like uh, you can learn about it easily here on this channel. Just go to our playlist, watch Season 13, Episode 1 through, I think it's like 12, 13 episodes all the way through, and you will have that question answered. Um, so I'm going to be deleting that uh, question as well. Dedicata, uh, love Dedicata questions. Dedicata asks, your thoughts about keep friends close and enemies closer. Is it a good strategy for fighting a battle in life? Absolutely, if you don't keep your enemies close to you, how are you gonna know what they're doing? What if you're an SC user? Oh wait, you're an INTJ. If you're an INTJ and you have extroverted sensing, you need to be aware of what other people around you are doing at all times. How are you gonna be able to see what they're doing if you're not keeping your enemies close? You need your enemies close so that you know what they're doing so you know how to strategize uh, around them and, and potentially defeat them. You have to do that. Uh, it's like having intel at all times. If you don't have intel, you're not gonna be effective in a war. You know what I'm saying? So, deleting that question. Next question, Eights asks, best way to tell between an ENTP and an INTP, can an INTP act like a joker in a group? Yeah, they can, that ESFJ coming out, sure they can act like a joker. Uh, ENTPs are way more sarcastic though. INTPs I've noticed could be potentially a little bit more vulgar uh, with some of their, um, um, think of think of ENTP humor as satirical, kind of more of a George Carlin approach. Um, and Dave Chappelle is more of an ESTP approach because he's like an ESTP for comparative reasons, right? Rush Limbaugh's an INTJ. Uh, so just to give you like a little difference uh, on that as well. So thank you for your question, good sir. Uh, she laughs. How can one help an ISTJ through depression? Uh, find out why they're depressed. It's usually because they're overwhelmed or overly pressured or overly obligated. Remove some of their obligations. Like, help them. Literally help the ISTJ, but not in a way that would enable them. So you have to realize, am I enabling them or am I actually helping them, right? Ask yourself that question before you move forward with the ISTJ. All right, moving to the next question. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. Moody McSorley in the uh, the live stream chat says, "Quote: Don't forget law number two from Robert Greene's book. Never put too much trust in friends. Learn how to use enemies." Absolutely awesome. Yes. Oh, and Lucas Martinez, Dave Chappelle's Netflix special was awesome. Yes, it was. I absolutely love loved that one. And it contains my official stance on abortion within it. So if you want to know how CSJ approaches abortion, you might want to watch Dave Chappelle's um, Netflix and most recent Netflix uh, comedy uh, routine he did uh, where he's wearing a flight suit. I highly recommend it, and it is excellent. So, um, 
let's uh, let's uh, keep going. And there we go. All right, cool. And Riz, Riz is the next question. If children can switch ego to any type in their quadra, that means that one at one point we all had our sub, at, we all had our subconscious's ego, which means that it's really stupid to be afraid of something that we literally have and actually were before. Thoughts on this, Riz? Thank you for your question. I can't answer it. I apologize that I can't answer your question, but the reason why I can't answer it is because that question is literally answered in the next couple episodes in season 17. I hope to have them out this week, or at least one or two of them pretty soon, uh, one of them this week. So I'm hoping to release an episode, another episode of season 17 and season and complete season 21. That's right, folks. How to Social Engineer INFPs is around the corner. I hope to have that out as well. And then also another episode for season 19 and also season 27 is dropping tonight. Uh, if not tomorrow morning, really early. Uh, so folks, be aware of that. Um, and those episodes are coming. But Riz, I cannot answer your question because it's just about to come out. So. All right. So. Um, all right. Okay. Oops. Okay. Answer that question. Answer that question. Okay. Well, Riz has another question. And I'm going to answer, answer it because I didn't answer that last one. In a Q&A video, you told to an ENTP to be careful and not make SI demon of an INTJ uncomfortable trying to get her attention. But I thought that demon function is something that you don't care at all. Is it rather like your open wound that you would have no idea you have, but when someone touches it, it makes you crazy? So you're unaware of it while being extremely sensitive at the same time? Otherwise, why would INTJ care if an ENTP will creep on her a bit? Okay. The thing is, though, is that ENTPs have SE demon, and we just make people uncomfortable, and that would just cause the EN, the INTJ to become like paranoid. It's like, what are your what are you what's your intentions? So no, that would not be something I'd recommend an ENTP to do. The INTJ the ENTP needs to allow the INTJ to initiate with them, right? And uh, also, the ENTP needs to make demonstrations of loyalty to the INTJ in order for the INTJ to be comfortable enough to even consider having a relationship with them to begin with. So just uh, the, the rule of loyalty goes on the ENTP. The rule of desire or initiation goes on the INTJ. And that's how I answer that question, Riz, for that. So I'm going to delete that question. And we got two super chats. Thank you very much. April Harder uh, so says $20. Thank you. And she asks a question. My question is this. I tend to use more of my ESTP subconscious instead of my hero ego as an INFJ. Have you ever come across INFJs who do the same? Yes, I have. In fact, my INFJ mentor, um, uh, Robert, uh, he, um, he is definitely ESTP focused. Uh, he has what is known as overactive TI child, or at least he did, which can lead to someone having TI child uh, God complex, uh, and, uh, which can be a problem. Uh, and that, however, that could not be a problem if they have, if the INFJ has developed extroverted feeling parent because the parent function. So let me draw this out. Let me draw this out a little bit here. So if you notice an INFJ, okay, and uh, I am going to put, um, let's see, so let's look at the parent function of the ego, okay? So we're going to do uh, ego, subconscious, we're going to do unconscious, and we're going to do super ego, right guys? Okay. And for some reason I decided to spell super ego all the way. I don't know why. Um, so, but we have uh, this is, and this is a, uh, um, 
this is, gosh, I love using multiple colors, but this is an INFJ, folks, just so you know. It's an INFJ. So we have FE, okay, and subconscious-wise, we have TI, okay, and then we have um, FI, and then, uh, and then we have TE, okay. So what are these functions? These are the parent functions of each of the four sides of the mind, okay? Now, if you're ESTP-focused, that means uh, your focus is right here, but you probably have likely developed your TI function as a TI parent within your subconscious, right? And this becomes overactive TI child, and it can lead to the God complex of the INFJ, okay? However, the God complex is completely invalidated if the FE parent is developed within uh, the ego, because the FE parent will hold the TI child God complex and put it in check, right? Conversely, wisdom is created within the INFJ here with the FI critic, and that's why they need to develop their FI to develop their child to become more mature. After obtaining the wisdom here, and then obtaining humility here, and we talked about this in season 17, and obtaining the responsibility, a sense of responsibility here, okay? After obtaining those three things, within the context of this relationship, at that point, the superego is available for development, right? So yes, I have come across other uh, INFJs who do the same. Uh, Bale uh, is one INFJ who does this. Um, also, so does Kana, and so does uh, my, uh, my former mentor, uh, Robert, um, among uh, many others. Uh, so April Harder, uh, the answer to your question is yes, I have come into contact with them. So, and thank you for your generous uh, super chat. is very much appreciated by myself and the team as we are keeping the lights on. Uh, so, and uh, I appreciate it, even though I'm technically working for free still. <laughs> so anyway, uh, all right. So then we have uh, Patrick Earthridge with another uh, super chat. INTP here with ISTJ coworker. He thinks he's the best, he's the smartest person ever and loves seeing others fail. Is there a way I can better interface with him? Uh, basically, call him out for his self-aggrandizement and his uh, need for status and also to keep track of any time he's being lazy and then publicly humiliate him for being lazy, right? And then tell him if he continues to behave this way, he's going to become unwanted, right? That's really what you got to do. When it comes to SUJ NFP Quadra, you got to be willing to publicly shame them if there's nothing else that you can do. If there's literally no other, if there's literally nothing else you can do uh, with them, you kind of have to get yourself in a position where public shaming is really the only way to reach them, especially if they're an INFP, because good luck. The other thing is, too, is that really appeal to their, to their intelligence in terms of, hey, how do you know that's correct? You have to constantly question them and force them basically to verify. And then if necessary, accuse them of being intellectually lazy if they're not willing to do the research so that the research actually coincides with their beliefs. The reality of the situation is, is that this ISTJ may not actually be the smartest person in the room. They just seem smart. They look smart. Does not necessarily mean they're actually smart. So force him to verify by questioning any of his claims so that he has no choice but to prove his claims and do it publicly so that he knows that he has to, he has to prove you wrong 
or else he's going to lose face in the eyes of other people around him. And that will guarantee humility because then he'll realize that he's not actually always right. It'll be also in the public eye. And then as a result, he'll have no choice but to change. And the next question, Jordan Spike with a $10 um, uh, super chat says, my ISFJ is too attached to her mentally and physically abusive mother, but can't pull herself to cut ties even if she has moved out. It's really detrimental for her. what to do ENTJ. Well, congratulations on having an ENTJ ISFJ relationship. That is like the most common marriage for your type. So it's super compatible. So awesome to you on that, uh, Jordan. Here's what I recommend. You need to take two books and read them for yourself. The first one is Codependent No More, and the second book is Attached. Learn about attachment styles and Codependent No More, and then criticize your wife with that information or hand her those books and have her read it or read it with her because she's affiliative and interdependent and needs you to read that. And then tell her that uh, her loyalty to her mother is becoming disloyalty to you and that she is making you feel bad and that you don't want this to happen anymore. And so it's like, that's all you gotta say. You know, you feel bad and you don't want this. You literally say those statements to her. And it's making you feel bad because obviously she may be potentially more loyal to her mother than to you. Also read Nor Mr. Nice Guy yourself to learn about Dr. Robert Glover's um, uh, uh, points about covert contracts now, covert contracts are very manipulative and it's possible your wife as an ISFJ or girlfriend, excuse me, your girlfriend uh, is uh, potentially covert contracting you or your mother, which is also very unhealthy, but you need the mental tools to figure out how to combat that. I highly recommend watching the virtue and vice of the ESFJ and the virtue and vice of the ISFJ lectures to get boned up on how to deal with that situation, right? Um, and uh, utilize those resources and you'll have a much better idea or plan with which how to deal with your ISFJ girlfriend. I highly recommend, um, you know, just understand the grass is not greener necessarily uh, with other relationships per se. And please continue to do your uh, hard work, do the hard work for the sake of your relationship as best you can, provided she's willing to listen. It's just really hard with IFJs because out of all the types, they're the types that uh, listen to people the least. So keep that in mind, TE Trickster really sucks. So, all right, and the next super chat, because there was some more, I believe. And let's see here, it is Marky Mark. Marky Mark asks, is it possible to use info from the chapter seeing through people's masks in Green's book on human nature in a realistic way without Expert intuition in your ego? Of course it is. Experted sensing hero can see through people's masks pretty easily, especially if they've observed people's behavior from the past versus behavior they're seeing now, and then they can use extroverted sensing to compare that and see that there's a lack of consistency. Extroverted sensing inferior can also do the same. If they see a lack of consistent behavior, that means that means to the extroverted sensor that a mask exists. They may not know what the mask is or where it comes from. It just shows them that the mask exists. They know a mask exists, which tells the extroverted sensor that somebody is lying. So you don't necessarily always need expert intuition to be able to see through the masks. Experted sensing can do it just fine if they're paying attention. And the next one is, let's 
keep getting super chats. Thanks for the super chats, guys. We really appreciate it very much. Uh, Caro uh, W asks, thank you for your super chat. What can ISFJ and ESFJ offer ISTP and vice versa? They can offer play in the ISTP for one, loyalty uh, and consistency, um, basically solid ground for the ISTP to plant their feet. Uh, also, they give the ISTP freedom of choice. They both give ISTPs freedom of choice. They also appreciate any, any actions that uh, the ISTP takes, concrete actions that the ISTP does. It's not about words, it's about actions. And SFJs love to receive amazing actions from ISTPs, which causes them to become even more loyal to the ISTP. Uh, and uh, the ISTP gets loyalty out of it. Uh, also, uh, someone who's intelligent, who can think on their feet, and also someone who's very practical, right? And uh, so that's the, how the ISTP would also gain uh, from that as well, because they too themselves are practical. Also, the ISTP will recognize that they may not necessarily have to control the SFJs uh, in order for them to always guarantee that they have freedom of choice, because the SFJs would offer them freedom of choice by default and uh, the ISTP can walk around in confidence knowing that their SFJ is there for them when they need, essentially. So that's how I'd answer that question. All right, cool. All right, so next question. Okay. And we have Potentia Amoris. How do you think an ISTJ female and an INFP male would play out 30 years into marriage uh, very painfully? Um, so guys, also don't ask multiple questions in the same question because eventually it's gonna get to the point where I'm just gonna answer one and your other questions go answered. Do it in separate messages, please. Um, so uh, that would be very bad. They basically turn into like them trying to out selfish one another. The sex would be terrible. It's like having two canvases and no painters. So you have two canvases in the room. Is there going to be a really good sexual relationship there? Mm, not really. Not really. Now, uh, the INFP male and the ISTJ female, if they're like really, if they're in their middle aged years and whatnot, they may be able to cognitive transition to potentially become painters when necessary. But it's still very stressful to the brain. And by then, they may have grown so far apart because their introverted sensing would have potentially become bitter and remembered all the negativity and all the things they didn't like in their marriage and that bitterness would actually potentially inhibit their ability from moving forward in their relationship. Uh, also, everyone would be like, well, it's all about my comfort or it's all about how I feel, etc." That could be a bad thing and not something I would recommend either. Uh, then she asks, how do you think an INFJ female and INFP male would play out in a lifetime marriage very well, potentially? Uh, the INFP would be feeling good at all times. Uh, the INFJ would be thinking highly of the INFP male. So the INFP is able to draw status from his relationship with the INFJ. The INFP can always go to the INFJ and be like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And then the INFJ would be like, oh, I'm so important because I get to share my thoughts with my INFP husband, etc." And it, you know it, it continues in that direction as well. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty good. And the INFJ female gets somebody who's hardcore loyal to them because then they don't have to worry about being paranoid that the INFP is going to cheat on them. And then instead of jumping to conclusions, the INFP is cheating on them. And then they decide to cheat on the INFP even though the INFP didn't actually cheat on them. Uh, so that wouldn't you know necessarily happen in that particular instance, although it can. Uh, 
The INFJ is super happy also because the INFP reacts positively uh, to their initiations and their creativity, including their cooking, etc., or mixing drinks or anything physical that they offer, especially their actions in the bedroom, etc., because of how the INFP just reacts uh, to how tantalizing the INFJ is, etc. And the INFJ continues to have freedom of choice and is just absolutely mesmerized by the super high moral principles and moral fiber of the INFP. And uh, Potentia and Morris asked, do you have any tips for the success and ultimate happiness of such marriages? Yes, I do. But you'd have to watch season 14, which is available at patreon.com forward slash CS Joseph for gold tier members. Gold tier patrons uh, can uh, review romantic compatibility uh, lectures. And also we have season 27, which is the first public romantic compatibility lecture series that is also launching tonight. Uh, the playlist will be created and it will drop. So look for that after this live stream to drop tonight, folks. Uh, so, and I'm going to uh, delete that question. So, cool. Let's see about other questions. Cool. All right. Uh, so, moving on to Moving on to another set of questions here. So we're gonna move over to regular Discord questions now. We did the first round of Patreon questions. 49 minutes in, we're gonna keep going, folks. Let's keep it coming. I'm gonna do a little bit of YouTube questions and then we're gonna get back into the uh, Discord questions. Are ESFJs and ISFJs clingy? No, they are not bored, they are not clingy. Uh, they are not clingy at all they can do their own thing some people think esfjs are really clingy no they're not actually you could just use them like as almost like a workhorse assign them tasks even if they're domestic tasks and the esfj will handle it on their own they're not exactly clingy at all i would say uh se users are more clingy specifically stp nfj quadra as the most clingy of all of the types uh potentially so be aware of that as well okay so Gladius asks, Jordan Peterson is pretty good for the empathy stuff and makes people accept his message better, but still, is it worth doing that effort to drag people who can't separate that the person uh, from the message? Uh, just uh, thinking out loud. I mean, uh, my opinion on Jordan Peterson is, is that I don't like Jordan Peterson except his book, 12 Rules for Life. I do like the book. I like the content of the book, but it's not exactly... Um, it's not exactly my favorite, um, and uh, just just something to be aware of. Um, need to send a, a text message here. Um, one second here, as I uh, um um uh, let's see. Let's see. All right, cool, awesome. So uh, yeah, Jordan Peterson is not like my favorite person in the world, uh, but I, 12 Rules for Life is pretty good. Um, is it worth doing the effort to drag people who can't separate the person from the message? I mean, some people can, some people can't. I mean, it's not, it's not up to me to judge. I mean, people have to make their own judgments about Jordan Peterson like I have. So I mean, it's not, it's not here nor there, Mr. Gladius, so. So let's see. All right, cool. 
Boris von Druf, golden pairs, do they work because they can cognitive transition and develop each other's sides of the mind? Yes, that is true. Yes, they can. I'm an INFJ with, INFJ with an ENFP girlfriend, and we find we transition a lot and easy. Yes, it's because your gateways match each other and are able to feed each other, which allows you to uh, develop your gateways uh, probably at a faster rate, especially if you're two movement types, etc., for sure, uh, in that area. And let's see. Okay, Petzl asks, constructive criticism. I've noticed it's fairly common for FE and FI hero and parent users to be against your teachings. I personally am enthralled by INTB. However, I think your condescending attitude is very off-putting towards feelers. I'm generally unfazed by your attitude because I'm able to separate the person from the information. The information can still be very informative even if I disagree the way you act. Feelers are not able to do this. So... Uh, I've spoken to dozens of the type, and they all see, use the same words, bullshit, dick, douche, and I ask, why do you think it's bullshit? They respond with, it just is. It's not my fault that they are too lazy to verify their beliefs. I mean, it's just not my fault. Not, nothing I can do about that. Especially when there's plenty of FI heroes and FI parents who all end up coming back after they've had such a problem receiving my content, then they end up defending me publicly as a result. My hypothesis is that you cannot reach the full potential of your audience with your current attitude. Okay, thank you. So you're, so work on it or have someone more capable do the videos. Compassion for all personalities will help immensely. So why are you claiming that I'm not compassionate by spending all this time for free doing this and getting the information out there? Is not me spending my time doing this proof of the matter, the proof that I am being compassionate? You do realize that if I am not hard on FI parents and FI heroes, they will continue in their ignorance, right? Because no one has the guts to challenge them anyway because they'll have their hurt feelings. So why is it you have, uh, why are you judging me, Mr. Petzl, from this point of view? That's like not even fair, okay? I could choose to make this channel private and give up and not have anything to do with this anymore and just have myself benefit from the science furthermore. Why do you think I value having such a very large audience and trying to reach many people? Okay, think about it this way. Jesus Christ, you know, and he's like, he, he, he's out there preaching his message, telling the truth, which a lot of people liked and a lot of people, more people didn't like, let's be honest, okay? Only a minority of people actually received his teachings, Mr. Petzl. And did not Jesus say also that I have not come to unite, but I've come to divide. I have come to bring a sword. And then Jesus also says, he who has an ear, let him hear. As a result of this, it is not my problem if my message is not well received when I am telling the truth. It is because if I am making sure my message is well received by everyone, then that means, logically speaking, that I am not telling the truth. Why else do you think politicians appeal to so many people out there and get people to vote for them? It's because they can't tell the truth. They can't tell the stark TI. This is why also the majority of politicians out there are STJ NFP Quadra, because it's all about beliefs and not necessarily about truth, right? So based on that, how exactly am I lacking in compassion if I'm actually doing the right thing by telling the truth, the truth that they're unwilling to hear? And I'm doing it in such a way where I'm presenting it to them in a way where they actually need to hear it in the manner in which I'm delivering it because no one else out there has the guts to do it. Because everyone else out there is content with keeping the FI parents and the FI heroes of the world ignorant because that means the rest of everyone could control them. 
because if the FI parents and heroes are actually armed with truth, then no one could control them, and the world would change for the better. But no, those in power would rather the world stay in the status quo. And as a result, based on your criticisms of me, you're actually allowing and supporting the establishment to continue and the status quo to continue. It's also like someone just saying that, oh, C.S. Joseph, you're a narcissistic. If I'm so narcissistic, then why do I spend all this time doing this and literally getting nothing in return? Could someone explain that to me? How is it I'm a narcissist? Could someone explain that to me? No one can. See, that's the problem. I find your work to be unimaginably inspiring for the future world and want you to succeed. You will not exceed or you will not reach your full potential if you cannot reach a bigger audience. Okay. Anyway, two cents. Love the videos. Thank you for your statement, Petzl, in the Q&A section, I guess. Fair enough. Uh, Mishiro says, is there a way for an INTJ to develop his subconscious other than comedy, uh, like singing and dancing? Yes. Uh, dancing is good. Uh, Mishiro, if you ever had the opportunity, uh, look up the LXD or the League of Extraordinary Dancers. There's actually a few INTJ dancers that are amazing uh, with their performance skills uh, in that area. I, I highly recommend that as well. But SZ can be developed through basically outperforming and performing well. Developing their ability to perform and become a high performer when compared to those in their people groups and peers, that is how an INTJ can develop their subconscious. It's not necessarily with comedy, although comedy really, really helps them develop it probably the fastest because the ESFP is an entertainer. So I'm going to delete that question. Looks like we have also a, um, a, oh, Claudia Ramos says, I'm an ESFJ married to an ISTP. Recently, he's been working every single day until late. No days off for weeks. Job is his hobby. Any hope for an ISTP to find a healthy balance between hobbies and family? Well, for one, I think it would be good if you, um, like, if you made his lunch, uh, Claudia, put in a little note in his lunch saying, um, I love you with all my heart. I really appreciate everything you do. Because it's possible his extroverted feeling inferior doesn't feel as appreciated by you for working so hard. If you start appreciating him for working so hard, he'll start thinking of you and actually his heart will grow fonder for spending more time at home. And then as a result, his NI child will actually want to spend more time at home with you and not necessarily more time at, uh, at work. ESFJ ISTP relationships consistently have this problem where the ESFJ is trying to extract as much appreciation out of the FI demon from the ISTP as they possibly can and thus leaving no appreciation whatsoever for the FE inferior of the ISTP, which just causes the ISTP to withdraw in their work and they become an, a, a workaholic. When, and in the reality situation, it's not necessarily the ISTP's fault, but actually the ESFJ, which then leads to a downward spiral in their relationship because the ESFJ then start to feel unwanted and uncomfortable, which causes the ESFJ to potentially want or desire to be loyal to somebody else and cheat on the ISTP when the reality situation was at the very beginning is the ESFJ's fault for not giving the appreciation that the ISTP needs in the first place. So chances are, it's very likely that he's being a workaholic with his work because he feels underappreciated. So make sure that you're taking care of his extroverted feeling inferior first and foremost. Uh, 
Other than that, also uh, tell him that he's a very intelligent man and uh, ask him what he thinks. Oftentimes, as an ESFJ, if you are an ESFJ, you think of things yourself and operate on your own thinking and do not often ask how what people think uh, and, and, and get their insight on situations because you have your own insight. It's not good enough for you to ask your ISTP how he feels because that doesn't mean anything to him. So you need to actually change your words. Instead of saying, how do you feel, say the word, how do you think about this? That way he can respond to you in an objective manner. The thing is, is that you folks lack emotional compatibility in your relationship because there's no expert thinking to provide input. So for example, Claudia, I'm actually gonna watch, I'm gonna actually write this out right here. So we have uh, TE, and then we have TI, and then we have FE, and then we have FI, okay? Well, what is TE? TE is input. So whenever you hear people ask like, hey, can you give me your input on this? They're asking for extroverted thinking. Whereas TI is all about process. And then FE is all about output. And then FI is all about feedback. You know what's really interesting about this? This is a system um, that I was taught in systems analysis class, input, process, output, feedback. And our brains literally work this way. The thing is in your relationship, you only have TI and FE. That's all you have. You only have process and output, but there is no TE and there's no FI. And your FE and his FE is trying to go to the, your each other's FIs to try to extract that appreciation. But just remember something, as an ESFJ in, in the relationship, he has uh, his FI demon is down here, but your FI nemesis or villain is up here, which means you have higher amounts of FI, whereas he has lower amounts of FI, which means, Claudia, it's actually your responsibility to be the feeler in the relationship which means you have a higher responsibility as the ESFJ to say the words, I feel good about you and give that FI feedback to your husband, which means it's your responsibility, Claudia, to show appreciation more so to your husband than it is your husband's responsibility to show appreciation to you. And that's how it will be for the rest of your relationship. You need to accept that responsibility for the sake of your marriage in order for you to be able to move on appropriately and have a good, fulfilling relationship. I guarantee you he feels unappreciated and that's why he's spending so much time working because ISTPs, the way they work, they have to be as useful as possible. They have to have something physical to show for at the end of the day, something tangible at the end of the day to show for all their work. So that way they can value themselves enough as human beings, as men, because he'll be very, he's depressed otherwise. So because he's not being given the appreciation that he needs from his wife, because he's not being, had that need being met, he's gaining appreciation for himself as a result of the work that he's doing. And then as a result of that, He's not able, uh, he's drawing his sense of self-worth from his work instead of drawing his sense of self-worth from his wife. Every single uh, SFJ, NTP Quadra, and ST plus STP, NFJ Quadra relationship, they have this. This is called an extroverted feeling relationship loop. This relationship loop 
can potentially destroy the relationship unless it's managed properly. So if you're an FE user in a relationship with an FE user, folks, you guys need to make sure you're showing as much appreciation to each other as possible and being like literally saying thank you every single day. So Claudia, start telling your husband, thank you for working so hard. I really appreciate this. This is fantastic. Doing this is the number one way that you can show care for your husband such that he'll start thinking about you and he'll start wanting to come back basically. So uh, be aware of that. Um, cool. Ah, I think that uh, covers that question, uh, Claudia. So, um, so let's see. Um, can an ESFP male and an INFJ female be compatible in a marriage? Uh, they can with emotional compatibility, but sexually it's not going to really work, uh, Jeff Peterson. The reason why uh, is that uh, it's 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 an issue. Um, oh, and Claudia, I just want you to understand, I am not judging you, Claudia. I am not judging you at all. I'm just trying to give you the tools to save your marriage or to make sure that you have the best marriage possible. I'm not here to sit in judgment over you. Remember, folks, I have FI Trickster, and this is something very, very important that Railgun, my wife, explained to me earlier today. It was super important. Like, and here's one way that I can show appreciation for her because of what she has explained to me. She explained to me that FI Trickster, for example, and because folks, she's extremely skilled in this science. She's very skilled, very, very impressive uh, with her. She's very skilled. And she said, you know, you, you have FI Trickster. What that means is as FI Trickster, guess what? You're the least judgmental of all the types. And I'm like, oh, yeah. That's right. It's funny because then you have people like Petzl calling me out for not being compassionate, yet I have FI Trickster, which means I'm the least judgmental of all the types. So why is that the case? Could someone like explain that to me? So Claudia, I'm not here to sit in judgment to you. Uh, hopefully you can uh, do everything you can to have the best marriage uh, ever. Uh, I wish you good luck. So. Yes, Boris Van Droof. We got married. See the ring? Cool. Yo, Lazarus, this is not MBTI. Just so you know, this is not MBTI. This is Jungian Analytical Psychology. The only thing MBTI I actually use on this channel is just the four letters. And I don't use anything else. Just so you know, the MBTI is nothing more than a test. So. All right, awesome. Let's keep going, guys. We're kicking ass today, so let's uh, let's keep kicking ass. Um, no, uh, and, and Claudia, thank you for uh, your super chat. That was a, that was an excellent super chat. Um, uh, so, all right, cool. Uh, moving on to the next question. Cool. Uh, Moody McSorley, uh, how does SI and SE differ in their relationship to food? Uh, we actually saw that was a Patreon question, so we're going to delete that. We did that earlier. Uh, this is uh, Kate Nanny. Kate Nanny asks, do you know anyone that has mastered all four sides of the mind? Uh, how would a person who has mastered all four sides of the mind be like? Um, I would venture to say Jesus Christ, um, and that's uh, probably about it. Uh, other people have gotten pretty close. Bruce Lee, I, w I would imagine. Um, Maybe Alan Watts, Carl Sagan, 
uh, as well, which is interesting that they're all big time philosophers. Um, so just throwing that out there for consideration. And uh, hey, we got John Bodine. I love John Bodine. I actually have a quote from John Bodine in my notes. Um, thanks for the super chat, bro. Uh, effects of trauma on personality, what can be done? So, um, and uh, okay, um, and FT right under John Bodine. I'm actually going to answer that question too because that's a good question. Thank you. Um, um, and uh, and Stephen Cave, uh, literature and philosophy is absolutely important, especially if you're a TE inferior or TE child. You have to do that. But anyway, back to John Bodine. Uh, effects of trauma on personality. What can be done? Okay, so. Trauma uh, can affect personality big time. And what it usually does, uh, I'm actually gonna draw this out for you, uh, Mr. John. Uh, so we, let's actually, let's draw it out um, visually, uh, get a nice little visual uh, portrayal. Um, so uh, let's see here. So we did this before. Um, and uh, John Bodine, I don't remember your type, so let's just assume Let's just do an INTP for now. Um, okay, so INTP. What are the parent functions of an INTP? You have expert intuition, and then you have um, introverted sensing, and then you have introverted intuition, and then you have extroverted sensing, okay? These are the parent functions, the four sides of the mind. Uh, so we have our ego here, then we have our uh, sub here, then we have our unk here, and then we have our super ego here, okay? Four sides of the mind, and these are the parent functions. You have to develop the parent functions of your four sides of the mind in order to gain, you guessed it, um, you know, enlightenment, right? Well, as I'm going off the screen here, and you probably can't see that, but that's okay. Uh, so trauma, what happens? Trauma can actually inhibit your ability to develop them. It actually could slow or stunt or stagnate your development as a human being and get through your cognitive gateways here, 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 and here, right? Like, that's getting a little weird there. I don't want to like accidentally draw a swastika, you know what I'm saying? But actually that's maybe potentially a symbol that would make sense there, but that's kind of weird. Kind of weird how that works. Kind of weird how the robber symbol is also like very poignant uh, as well uh, with this type of uh, Jungian analytical psychology symbology. But anyway, not drawing a swastika. So the point is, uh, trauma can be an issue. Trauma can also affect people in different ways too. Like if they have like head trauma and whatnot, they can actually hard switch their ego to one of the other four sides of their mind, and maybe even within their quadra as well. I haven't seen it very much, but. There was, there was a, I read about uh, some Russian experiments back in the day. This is pre-socionics and rumor, and I don't know if this is true, but like some people have tried to tell me, this is all rumor, but some people have tried to tell me that socionics came as a result of KGB experiments into psychology where they are torturing people during the Cold War to try to extract like multiple personalities out of people as a result of torture and trauma to try to force those transitions. And like, I think the highest amount of personalities they were able to extract out of one human being within torture was literally 12. Um, but this came from like my mentors and I haven't been able to verify this at all. Um, 
but it's a very thing, interesting thing to, to uh, consider if you think about it. So trauma, trauma can inhibit growth, it can stunt growth uh, and help you and reach enlightenment and, or integration, etc. But it can also actually cause you to permanently be in a different side of your mind and be a completely different personality than you were before, basically. And, and change your cognitive function preferences. So just something to be aware of that may happen. Uh, FT asks, congrats Chase, question, what is the difference in physical attraction between SI users and SE users? SE users are very outward with their aesthetic um, and uh, that's why there's the, those are the women that wear makeup. Those are the people that wear colors, or bright colors, or bright anything, because they're aware of the sensations that they give off to other people, whereas introverted sensors are not. Introverted sensors are very comfortable, and SE users want to be comfortable. And if they can give good experiences to the SI users and have shared experiences with them, the SE users become comfortable themselves. That's how that works. Uh, Potentia and Morris asks, what are your thoughts on Eckhart Tolle? Uh, I don't have any real thoughts to share of Eckhart Tolle. I'm actually one of his critics. I, I criticize Eckhart Tolle big time. I can see where he's coming from because uh, he's trying to be like the next Alan Watts or Carl Sagan, but I have no choice but to question his real intentions because I'd probably put him in the same category as Anthony William, also known as the medical medium. And uh, as a result of that, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just not his points are not something I'd really benefit from. If you're an NF, an intuitive feeler, uh, as an idealist, or maybe an SJ because you're affiliative, I would imagine that you folks would benefit the most from Eckhart Tolle. But SPs and NTs probably won't benefit from him that much, uh, based on you know that's just my raw opinion actually. Uh, so, and uh, thank you, uh, Labanke video for your uh, super chat. I wonder if you asked a question for that. Um, so, awesome, cool. And uh, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead, go ahead and ask your, go ahead and ask your question. I got you, man. Uh, go ahead and ask your question. Uh, in the meantime, I'll answer another question while you're putting it in, okay? Super hat. Yeah, I got your super hat. Um, so thank you, Kate Nani, for your question, even though you're not on our Discord server anymore. Yeah, folks, by the way, if you haven't joined our Discord server, please watch the Discord server. Or please join it. Watch it. Wow, that's kind of like weird. I'm actually going to be doing um, some private uh, podcasting uh, on Discord where I'll just be pinging randomly. Hey, I'm going to be doing a podcast right now. You guys want to get in on it? You know what I'm saying? So... Um, let me do that. And speaking of podcasting, uh, we're actually going to be having a special guest next month. He's going to be a psychologist out of the Bay Area in California. He's going to be joining me on a live stream, and we're going to be talking psychology, except psychology from his point of view, not so much my point of view. I already did a show with him on his podcast where we're talking about my point of view. But it would be kind of cool to uh, you know listen to an ESTP a psychologist who... Um, uh, who would offer his point of view uh, on psychology as well. So I think it'll be a pretty cool interaction uh, for sure. Um, so yeah. Um, yes, and Alicia Neros, no, yeah, by the way, our Discord server is uh, only for 18 plus. The reason why it's for 18 plus is because previously on Discord, we had some people as sexual predators trying to entice underage girls from other countries to come to the United States for certain 
bad behaviors, and we had to get around, get in the way of that. Um, and we alerted the uh, people who need to be alerted for that sort of thing, while simultaneously making sure that uh, underage people are not participating on our Discord server. So if you are underage, I apologize, but uh, those incidents, and we had many of them, we had three separate incidents where that had happened, uh, we had to take some action and just make sure that underage folk are not allowed on our Discord server at all. So that's why we have that rule. Thank you for your patience with that. Plus, if you join our Discord server, you can talk to uh, people who are practicing typing, and you can like go on our voice chat, which I show up. I also DJ probably a couple of times a week now, putting stuff in the music bot, which is pretty awesome as well. So anyway. Uh, how do you join the Discord server? Uh, csjoseph.life forward slash social. And then just click on Discord and you join it. Um, so it's pretty awesome. It's free. Uh, and also if you guys become patrons, you can get additional Discord benefits uh, from being like a $5 level of Patreon. Hashtag commercial. So let's move on to the next thing. Uh, Potion Seller asks, Chase talks about his children quadra shifting. Can you explain this more? What ages... Could it happen what would cause it i'm not going to explain that because that's explained in season 17 very soon i'm going to skip that question thank you for the question triple affiliative is somebody mr wonka vision who is for who is basically so dead on focused uh on being um you know doing the right thing versus pragmatic which is doing what works essentially xander i haven't had a question for from xander in a long time uh, if we were able to make an analogy of the concrete versus abstract, would you agree that concrete is like navigating through the infinite plane, uh, whereas abstract would be inspecting specific points in that plane in order to see patterns as well as causative relationships and make theories as to why those points interrelate, find common ground for people and concepts going through 3D, much of the tip of the cone points to the points of the circle in order to help them work together, NFs. I mean, sure, if we're going to just go straight Linda Barron's on that, sure. But the thing is, though, the abstract is just constantly talking about what if scenarios, whereas the concrete is trying to find something that's tangible and talking about what is scenarios. That's basically the only analogy one would need. I'm not discounting yours, Xander, but I mean, that would, I mean, it would work, so it's perfectly fine. So, um, anyway, uh, let's. Uh, continue um what kind of transition happens from alcohol and what and does type determine how you act when drunk egg is happy drunks and angry drunks mm, it's more of a nurture thing in terms of happy versus angry but uh, typically when people are drunk they are in their shadow uh, typically almost always provided that there is no other mind-altering substance in play um are all photographers SE types? No, uh, there's a lot of high SE users, especially SI heroes that are uh, really good photographers. Uh, Cookie, thank you for your question. Um, uh, okay, so, okay, and did we get a question from uh, Labanque video? we get a question yet from them yet? Uh, okay. And I have put to the test, help other getting smarter to be yourself, smarter and definitely working on say that double my brain capacity last year is amazing. You're very welcome, Mr. LeBanc, uh, but could you please put a question in? I'd, I'd appreciate that. Um, and uh, cool. So my question is, all right, awesome, we got a question. 
have you read the book Thinking Fast and Slow from Daniel uh, Kahneman or Kahneman? Uh, if not, what are you doing? No, seriously, what are you doing? Okay, I've just been called out. It's all good. Thinking fast and slow. I'll put it, I'll, I'll read the book. I'll, I'll do it. I've just been called out. Okay, I'll put it right here. All right, there you go. I was just called out, and I will add that to my Audible account. Thank you for the book recommendation. All right. Cassowary asks, is it possible to see FI as a function that processes emotions and attributes to them in certain value judgments? Yeah. I mean, FE could do that too, but it's external value judgments versus internal value judgments. Could that be the reason as to why some people uh, low FI could see themselves as cold? Uh, yeah. And the reason being is that they aren't skilled at working or finding those subjective realities. Yes. That's correct, because they're stuck in objective realities. Thank you for your question, Cassowary. That's very awesome. Um, okay. Curly Girl asks, are ISTPs more likely to be diagnosed with depression, anxiety, because they're vice, i.e. melancholy? Yes, Curly Girl. The answer to that question is yes, they are definitely more likely to, for sure. Um, so going to be... All right, uh, Anna Molly, um, who uh, I believe was unbanned recently. So Anna Molly, if you're still out there, you can come back to our Discord server. Uh, how do you get an INFJ to develop their FE and SE? And which, by the way, folks, if you've been previously banned from our Discord server, we offered an amnesty and we reduced our ban list from 250 people to 100 people. So chances are, if you're still banned, you can come back. So if you don't know, just inquire with the Modsy and they will let you know. Uh, the mods are there to help. We'll figure out if you are supposed to be uh, still on the ban list or if you're supposed to be uh, uh, being granted amnesty so you can turn to the Discord server. Please let us know and communicate with us and we'll see what we can do for you. All right. How do you get an INFJ to develop their FE and SE? And how do you get them to finally grow up and become independent? I swear, I know more INFJs who still have their parents at age 30 than not. Well, it's very common, actually. My uh, my first ever coaching client was an INFJ who is 30 and still living with their parents, essentially. My first ever coaching client. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, 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 totally, I totally get that. Hashtag not sexy. Uh, so INFJs, uh, you might want to, uh, um, you know, handle that. And Breezy asks, are INTPs skeptical or do they just accept information? Uh, they can be pretty skeptical, yeah, they can be. Um, but so also can INFPs. INFPs are usually more skeptical uh, with TE inferior. Uh, so uh, how do you get them to finally grow up and become independent? I swear I know more INFJs. So uh, basically stop enabling them. Stop enabling INFJs and uh, they'll be more capable. Um, and then respond well when they perform, reward them for or for making the right choice and responding well. But if they're an adult, they have an iHero. Uh, so honestly, just give them an ultimatum. You know, say you have to get a job or you're going to be evicted. And then when you're evicted, you have a seven year eviction and then you're not gonna be able to find any place to live or rent anyway. So you're basically screwed. So you kind of have to give them an ultimatum and force them to make a decision, you know. And you can provide them choices that they can make as a result. That's what I would recommend you do. Um, 
Also, take away anything that gives them uh, dopamine. So no video games, no text messages, no internet. Completely take that away from them 100%. And uh, they will have no choice but to be useful. Uh, so that's my recommendation there. Okay. And Liz asks, do you believe that certain types have a natural disadvantage to typing others? If so, which types away? No, I don't think there's a natural disadvantage. Although there is a natural disadvantage when one is trying to type themselves. Um, I, the hardest people that I have a hard time typing are people with my own type, for sure. So, and that's, that's typical with everybody. Um, so, uh, then, um, okay, so we are going to be moving into back in the Patreon Q&A. Um, Bodom8 Bodo asks, how can you reestablish trust and loyalty with an INFJ years after falling out of contact? Basically demonstrating loyalty to them over and over and over. That's basically uh, the only thing you could do, Bodom8, is literally just demonstrate loyalty. Go to their SE Inferior, take full responsibility for your actions, and do it publicly in front of them and in front of people they respect. And demonstrate loyalty consistently where you have a pattern of behavior demonstrating loyalty of upwards of four to five times, four maybe to eight times basically of loyalty demonstrations. And at that point, they will start to see that they're, uh, they may have misjudged you with their door slam, right? So just something to uh, consider uh, as, re as a result. Uh, Potentia A. Morris asks, um, what is a good non-career job for an INFJ, other than your aforementioned uh, option of becoming a local artist? Um, I don't know, become a painter. <laughs> Wait, um, non-career job? Shoot, um, something that helps other people. Salvation Army, Goodwill, um, uh, EMT, but that's, I guess, a career job. Um, volunteer firefighter. Um, anything, uh, uh, you know, um, helping out at scouts, basically, anything that's helping or improving other people, making other people stronger, uh, would be an excellent uh, career job. Um, something for arts and crafts, uh, uh, helping people increase their capabilities, um, making people just um, hmm, tour guides, uh, also good. Um, Tour guides is also very, uh, very good. Working for Disneyland, for example, <laughs> something like that. Uh, John Bodine with a uh, with a super chat asks ENTP locked in ISFJ subconscious. How can you help them INFJ? If an INFJ is asking that, basically uh, they're basic call out the ENTP for being weak and lazy. That's literally all you can do. Call them out for it and tell them that their weakness and their laziness is harming other people. And, uh, and, then, uh, and then tell them, you know, uh, statistics say and actually show research that proves that how their codependent behavior is harming other people. Get them to read Nor Mr. Nice Guy, Codependent No More, Attached, as well as The Way of the Superior Man, um, King Warrior Magician Lover, uh, to start, uh, get those get those books to start, uh, as well as the other uh, ENTP book recommendations I recommend, especially with No More Mr. Nice Guy, and go in that direction. Uh, otherwise, uh, you just have to explain to them that they're being weak, and that's usually because they're being loyal to the wrong things, potentially addiction, like you know, 
what I did, playing World of Warcraft for six years straight. Okay. Lev asks, what which types are best suited to be economists and analysts? Those are STJ NFP Quadra. They're the best economists and they're the best analysts. And then we have Nebula with, would SE users do better with someone holding them accountable for their actions? For example, going to the gym regularly or is it counterproductive? Uh, everyone is better off with someone holding them accountable for their actions, uh, especially, but usually SE users need to have their SI users hold, uh, being willing to take responsibility for their actions first and foremost in order for the SE user to be willing to accept it, that they would need to change as well because they're typically mirroring. Awesome. Riz with another question. So you say that it's in first world society, people develop their shadow first. Shadow is where one's maturity exists, and yet most people are immature. Is it because they are using shadow in a negative way? Yes, Riz, that is correct. It's also because they haven't developed their sense of responsibility, uh, which is also another component of maturity, which is only comes as a result of developing their ego's parent function. Awesome. AIDS asks, if an ENTP moves to another country and misses their home, would it make them start to care about and defend the traditions of their homeland, e.g. traditional recipes, opinions on style, dress, romanticizing their childhood? Could they then start to defend choices by saying it's a cultural thing rather than use their own judgment? It depends on how ISFJ focused they are. If they're using ISFJ tradition and affiliative behavior, the answer to that question is yes. Otherwise, the answer to that question would be no. Next question from Tekla. Would ISFJs, would ISFJs get stuttery using ENTP subconscious like INTPs do while using ESFJ subconscious? Not always. And INTPs that do that are just really insecure. They're FE inferior. The more secure they become, the less they do the stuttering. Uh, she laughs, asks, uh, can, an I, can an unconscious focused ISTJ uh, and subconscious focused uh, ENFP work? The answer to that question is mm, probably not. Remember, cognitive synchronicity still trumps uh, cognitive focus. All right. Moody McSorley. I noticed some people focusing a lot on manners related to their trickster functions. Would it be helpful for me to encourage them to focus more on meaningful, less expedient parts of their cognitive development? E.g., I have an ISTP friend and ISFP friend who regularly focus on any matters in their lives, much to their frustration, it seems. I imagine their interactions with one another probably bring out their trickster size in the same way an ISTJ and INTJ can develop their FE trickster in one another. Well, let me ask you this, Moody. Uh, are they mature human beings? Are they humble human beings? Are they responsible human beings? Have they gone up king, warrior, magician, lover, or queen, mother, matron, lover uh, in terms of the uh, four archetypes, the mature, masculine, and feminine? If they have already, then sure, let them focus on their trickster functions. But if they are not, I recommend that they should be focusing on their strengths first in order to develop themselves and then go for their trickster functions later. That would be my recommendation. Um, Yoshikage uh, Kira asked a question about uh, Hitler. I am not answering that question. No, thank you. Uh, I appreciate the attempt, though. Um, 
So let's see here. Machu asked, something I've noticed on all five of the SE tiles I've dated, three ENFJ, three ENTJ, they all have overly stocked bathroom closets filled with three plus of each, toothbrush, toothpaste, shampoo, shaving cream, razors, mouthwash. Their towels are freakishly organized. Their colors are color coordinated and everything they use is meticulously placed in the same place. Imagine this is so they do, do not forget. Yes, that's exactly why they do that. Kitchen pantry has an apocalypse amount of their favorite snacks and their pantries are also organized by row, type, etc. probably because they shop at Costco. Um, and uh, he's asking Mello if he's this way. Uh, Chase, is your father like this? Yes, he was. Is this SI trickster? Yes, because they're trying to not forget. And uh, they don't want to be inconvenienced by having to replenish their stock uh, over and over and over. Uh, next Patreon question is from Sir Ballin. Why does the STJ NFP Quadra like being naked so much? Uh, the people I've surveyed said they don't like clothes when they sleep at home, etc. I thought that was STP NFJ Quadra personally. Uh, I have not really seen that from STJ NFP Quadra, but then again, I haven't exactly been in a relationship with them either to allow myself to be naked with them because I haven't ever. So I don't know. So yes, there you go, folks. The first question that I have not been able to ever answer was asked by Sir Bolin. No, just kidding. <laughs> There's other questions I haven't been able to answer either. But yeah, I, I really don't know. I don't have enough information to really answer that question. Maybe if you provide me more context, I could. All right, so Jenner asks, when an FE user says they are sensitive, what is the differences between their sensitivity and the most sensitive types, ICJ, INFP, ENFP sensitivities? And what does it mean exactly to be the most sensitive type? How is that to their advantage and disadvantage? What can an FE user learn or gain from being with the more sensitive FI user types? Well, for one, moral principles, so that they're not you know, making corrupt decisions. Uh, like for example, an ENFJ needs to have an NFP or an STJ around so that they can think about things properly because they'll jump to wrong conclusions without with a lack of input because they need that TE input to give their TI the proper information, et cetera. So that could be an, that could be a problem, right? Um, so I'm uh, gonna delete that question. Hopefully that answers your question, Jenna. If not, uh, ask another question. And let's see here. All right, Potentia Amoris asks, if this is even possible, do you have any advice for where and how an INFP woman could look for an INFJ man? INFJ men are any are basically anywhere that they can compete. They love competition because they're ESTP subconscious. Uh, so uh, martial arts, uh, uh, anything that has to do with sports of any kind. Uh, the gym is also very common with INFJs. Usually the biggest meatheads in the gym are INFJs. Uh, they're also uh, uh, people who are really close to the hokey, um, uh, you know, super metaphysical things. Uh, uh, huh, uh, New Orleans. <laughs> um, and uh, meetup groups, uh, meetup groups that emphasize relationships or talking about psychology or philosophy. INFJs uh, really enjoy uh, participating there because it makes them feel smart, huh. right? So uh, that's something where an INFP woman can find an INFJ man uh, at a kung fu place. 
if you go to a dojo and they'll they will come to you because they'll be noticing that your SC trickster is terrible and not knowing how to do gung fu properly and the INFJ would introduce themselves to you and actually help you become better at it and then all of a sudden your relationship is starting I also recommend Brazilian Jiu Jitsu to that end right so just something for you to be aware of uh, for sure um, All right, I see Breezy says, at Kevin Chen, cognitive functions deal with cognition. You can verify through brain scans and incorporating actual science using empirical data and verifying theories by conducting experiments. Not actually true. You do realize, Breezy, that there is a huge problem these days, and this is actually something that Jab pointed out to me recently because he is, he's a, he's a chemist. Um, uh, Jab pointed out that, uh, recreating uh, experiments is actually one of the biggest obstacles in science. So you can't always recreate experiments in that way. And if I was to actually recreate Dario Nardi's experiment uh, or experiments, um, that would also be a little bit difficult. I could probably do it. The difference is, is that I'd have to completely rely on different input data instead of and just use his process, but then I'm going to be getting a different result. Although I maintain my result will be more accurate than his uh, at the end of the day. But uh, we'll definitely see. The thing is, is that you can't always run an experiment to get empirical evidence because it's not exactly empirical because the input you're putting is incorrect because scientists' biggest struggle these days is that they actually don't really have the ability to replicate experiments as much as the general public would believe they do because that's actually not true. So. Okay, um, but thank you for your comment otherwise, Breezy. I appreciate it. Um, all right, so, all right, let's, uh, let's, open up, uh, let's open up a little bit of time here for YouTube questions. I'll be answering directly out of the YouTube chat for a few minutes and then go back to a Discord questions. So let's take the next five or 10 minutes where I'll be rapidly answering questions in the YouTube chat, starting with Creature of Graphite. What would an ISTJ habitually avoid sharing his opinions? What would make an ISTJ habitually avoid sharing his opinions and thoughts, except in small quantities when asked? Usually, it's probably because the ISTJ is used to no one listening to them or even valuing their opinion. Uh, Yum Yums asks, "Why INFP is so bad to debate?" Uh, again, for the same reason, uh, they often think that no one, they're too afraid that people would listen to their opinion and they don't maintain that their opinion is remotely valuable so then they end up deciding to keep their mouth shut. This is very common with SCJ and Fiquatra, specifically the introverted ones. Okay, uh, Emmanuel de Arojo, um, I'm getting more and more confused about my type. Tomorrow I'll put my data together with all the lessons I got from your channel. Awesome, you could also fast track that by going to csjoseph.life forward slash coaching schedule a coaching session with me and we can get that verified for you. Also, that gets you the CS verified tag on Discord, hashtag commercial. Uh, Daredog101 uh, asks, um, where are the ENFP women, Chase? Uh, well, they do a lot of volunteering too. Uh, blood banks, uh, they're also involved in anything political or anything that has to do with activism. Also, multi-level marketing is crawling with NFPs and NFJs. Multi-level marketing is a huge NF powerhouse, uh, something to be aware of, and a little bit of SJs because they're all affiliative and interdependent, and MLM marketing is all about interdependence. Go join an MLM, not caring about the MLM, specifically so you can find yourself an NFP, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you're going to likely find an ENFP running it or running the group. Uh, 
So, uh, TJ Taylor, uh, thank you for informing me of my taxes. Uh, for some reason, people think I don't know how to handle taxes, oh, but whatever. Uh, Daniel Karayuki, which type do you think I am? I have no idea. Uh, Leash Neros asks, how come ENFPs are good performers when they have SED units? Because they can use their introverted sensing to mimic. SI users are muscle mimics, right? Whereas SE users are muscle mirrors. A completely different approach to achieve the same thing. Um, Stephen Cave asks, is it normal that being an INFJ, I tell myself that I'm a piece of shit every day? Uh, yes, that is very normal. That is known as FI critic. Uh, please uh, watch season seven, episode 12. It talks about virtue and vice for the INFJ immediately, Stephen Cave, and you'll be better to go off that. Rayanne Sean Snow asks, would ISTP make a good military officer? Probably not. They could do it, but probably not. Creature of Graphite, again, are ISTJs less expressive, willing to share thoughts and opinions than INTJs are? Yes. Uh, Daniel Karayuki, why do, um, okay, gosh. Uh, I think he asked like, why do, why don't SPs do loyalty checks like NJs? They do loyalty checks all the time, Daniel. That's very normal for them. Uh, Pepe Silvia asks, does the ICJ jack of all trades differ from the INTJ jack of all trades? Uh, yes, because the INTJ is likely to master them. Um, Potentia Amores asks, I watched Goodwill Hunting as you recommended to INFJs in a previous video, and it's my top three favorite movies now. What other movies, shows, or books would you recommend? Um, the Expanse and also Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon is really special to my heart because it demonstrates an ENTP and ESTP as heroes of the story. Kelchris Falconer is an ENTP, while uh, Takeshi Kovach is a ESTP. So pretty awesome. And let's see here, gonna go down here. Um, okay, how to deal with a drunk ISFJ? Uh, go away from them, get away from them. Uh, make them feel unwanted, basically. Uh, FT, what makes an SE user physically attracted to a person? Uh, I've kind of already answered that question uh, since they're supposedly attracted to SI users. Well, the SI user needs to make themselves as desirable as possible. That could be through achievement or through caring. How do ENTJs experience emotion? Uh, by feeling good about themselves after they achieve something. Uh, Ice Cream Stick asks, Jordan Peterson talks about thinking requiring fragmenting yourself into multiple personalities. Is this a four sides of the mind or is it a TE thing from an INTP? Uh, probably a TE thing from an INTP. Um, so, uh, INFJ men are all over the arts. Uh, they can be, yeah. Kevin Chen, how do you know the interaction styles are the same globally in countries where women especially are forced to act a certain way regardless of type because of human nurture, uh, Kevin Chen. If you need to learn more about human nurture, watch the playlists for season four, six, and 13 on this YouTube channel. Check out the playlists, watch those seasons. They do you a lot of good. Uh, difference between SE Trickster and SE Demon. SE Trickster thinks that they have mastery over uh, physics when they don't, whereas SE Demon just doesn't care. Uh, um, 
Joey Vargas would like to make a statement saying that this isn't real science, just hypothetical graveler nonsense. Okay, then why are you here? Shadow Quick says, if let's say the majority of women you approach happen to be ENFJs, would that be indicative of you being NFP SCJ Quadra? Uh, or can appearances be deceiving? Probably more NP, actually, I would say, but maybe the Quadra as well. Uh, TJ Taylor, which types would feel like they need to take a shower after reading 48 Laws of Power? Um, I would say probably affiliative types, uh, NFs and SJs the most. Um, Anon asks, swear to me, ISFJ males, uh, probably at a construction site uh, or marketing or at a law firm. Stanley Connington asks, and I, N, E, and N, I can see, both see other people's futures, and I is just slower but deeper, right? No, they just see their own future, and they don't really see other people's futures. They can see other people's futures through N, E, nemesis. It's still an N, E function. It's just lower awareness because their N, I is so high, right? Marky Mark asks, do any other INTJs here make up ridiculous stories to see if people believe them as a joke? I notice I do this around SJ family members when I get bored at family events. INTJs do that because of how global they were as a child and how their SI demon is, is fed from time to time uh, to help manage their SI demon. Finding resonance. Are ENFPs more introverted of the extroverts? If so, why? No, they are not. Uh, actually, that's ENTPs, and that's due to the ISFJ subconscious being behind the scenes and the most behind the scenes uh, as a result. Um, so... Why does Donald Trump and ENTJ not plan nearly everything or use TE strategy? He just acts according to the moment with SC. That's because his introverted intuition parent function is not really well developed. Peter Willigate. Breezy Free. How can you identify an INTP versus an ISTP? The differences between SC parent and any parent uh, because it happens. I mean, okay. Uh, you, they have completely different temperaments. They have completely different act, interaction styles. Just use the type grid, you know. So, Elaine Yu, how can I accurately type someone when I don't know their cognitive emulating? Through verification. Just verify. All right. And that's it for the, uh, that's it for the YouTube live chat. I'm going to get back to some more Discord questions. Nebula asks, can INFJs have the desire to seduce, flirt, uh, to win the affection of someone? Uh, if yes, how to stop this behavior? Uh, basically, uh, watch How to Social Engineer ENFPs for the answer. Uh, that is Season 21, Episode 9. Season 21, Episode 9, Nebula, for the answer to that question. So... All right, she laughs, asks, can an unconscious focused ISTJ and subconscious focused ENFP work? I already asked that, we already answered that question. Lev asks, do the jobs you recommend to people based on their type help them to aspire? Sure it does. Are there correlations between types and certain physical features they are attracted to holding nurture constant? Uh, no, not necessarily. Because nurture is so hard to calculate, uh, not necessarily. Uh, you'd have to really look at like what, where they are at on King Warrior, Magician Lover, or Queen Mother, Matron Lover to really know the difference. Um, so, okay. 
Moody McSorley asks, with IFJs, T.I. Child always arrives at the truth, yet T. Trickster can end up believing anything. I don't understand how these two ideas don't contradict one another. They do contradict one another. That's why I can call them hypocrites on a regular basis. It's not my fault that they won't take the time to verify their beliefs. This happens to INFJs because they don't verify their beliefs because they are mirroring other people. They're bad, corrupt people in their life, which is causing them to be corrupt. And because of that corruption, they lack the integrity that they need to verify their own beliefs. With ISFJs, they're just checking their brains to the door when they're going to church and allowing someone because they're too lazy and in their comfort zone, uh, too lazy with being in their comfort zone and not willing to sacrifice their comfort zone for the sake of the truth so they don't verify their beliefs. Same thing. That's why I can call them hypocrites. Uh, Nebula asks, during a discussion how to define consciousness, I noticed that people were describing their hero function as their primary reason to conclude they are conscious for example, an ESTP said that being conscious is being aware of one's surrounding. An ISFP sees consciousness as being aware of one's feelings. Is this because we see the world through the lens of our hero function? What are your thoughts on this? This is the apex of the ego. I recommend watching uh, the episode in season 17, What is the Ego? I believe it's season 17, episode 2, uh, Nebula, for the answer to that as well. And uh, she laughs, asks, what causes anxiety to in an ENFP uh, doing things that they've never done before? She laughs, also asks, are there certain types who are more likely to be hoarders? Uh, yes, uh, SJs hoard the most, uh, with STJs being the biggest hoarders of them all. Uh, and uh, so let's delete that one. Oh, my apologies, Joey Vargas. I'll take full responsibility for that right now. I jumped to a conclusion, so uh, I, please uh, forgive me on that. Um, but uh, thank you for uh, being willing to uh, uh, humble me publicly and uh, call me out that way. I really appreciate that. Um, so, uh, and uh, Bodo May asks, as an INFP, that's the, what's the best way to initiate with an INFJ? Okay, so. The same kind of, uh, the same, uh, basically watch how to social engineer INFJs, but also watch how to social engineer ENTJs and utilize the techniques from both those lectures, Bodomate, and uh, you will gain additional strategies with which you could utilize. Really watch how the INTP begins, begins their seduction towards the ENTJ woman as explained in, uh, in uh, season 21, episode four, I believe it is. And uh, in episode four, you should be able to see that. Utilize those similar techniques with an INFJ. But quite frankly, just go up to them and ask them for help and just do it over and over and over again. While simultaneously then maybe asking them for help or giving them new things to think about that they haven't had in the past. So. And Moody McSorley. If ESTJs are capable of being great athletes, is this something that INFPs can aspire towards? Yes, it can. It's extremely rare, but yes, they can. Or does SE Trickster get in the way? Yes, SE Trickster gets in the way. They're usually really good and powerful academics. There are a few INFP athletes out there. This is just very, very rare. I did know an INFP boxer once, and he was really, really good. He liked to rope and dope everybody, and he just outlast everyone, and they just go down. Um, so it's pretty interesting how that works.
<laughs> yes, TJ Taylor, I so did that. Hmm. <laughs> but yes, Daniel Negreanu is an INTP. For sure. Okay, let's see here. Questions for CS Joseph. All right, Xander asks, is seeking affirmation in your opinions, e.g. these ice creams are awesome, aren't they? More of an affiliative statement or a CE statement? I mean, that could be an or a TE statement, that could be an expert sensing statement, honestly. It's a shared experience when talking about uh, uh, ice cream in that way, Xander. Uh, Curly uh, Girl asks, which type is most likely to have trust issues? That's an INTJ, uh, hardcore, uh, for sure, followed by INFJ. Uh, Janeru asks, would an aspirational ISTP be more compatible uh, to an INFP? That There's a mistype that they, uh, they uh, Spelling error, grammar error, I don't know. And INFJ, ENFJ was not, I can't read this. I'm I'm gonna skip this question, I'm sorry, I can't read that. I can't read that either. Um, Cassowari asks, how does compatibility work in group settings? Uh, I talk about that in the most recent uh, Ruby conference for Ruby patrons where we talk about social engineering crowds of people. Uh, that answer is provided there, uh, Kasawari. Thank you for your question. So, where does our consciousness go when we disassociate? It seems like an INTV, for example, would turn off their SI child. Yeah, they disassociate. You could be going disassociative right into your uh, superego if you're doing the expedient thing, which is what happened uh, to the kingpin in uh, the Daredevil when he murdered his father with a hammer. Uh, something to be aware of. Uh, uh, Animali asks, can chivalry be attributed to any type or function? I think he wants to send ENTPs to the ISFJ. Subconscious are the most likely to be gentlemen, but I've seen other types do it more frequently. ENFPs, actually. Uh, and, and the original virtue and vice, as said to me by my ESTP mentor, who, oddly enough, his name was also Robert, uh, uh, Mr. Robert Bryant, uh, he had suggested that uh, the ENFP virtue advice was actually chivalry versus lechery, which I thought was very interesting. But uh, ENFPs can be very chivalrous. They're kind of like the gatekeepers. They're the, they're the sentries, the guards, basically. And they're really good at guarding things and being the gatekeepers uh, for, for in, into locations or to certain people, etc. Uh, okay. Uh, Gremlins347 asks, Hey Chase, what gets ENTPs to talk with you? Are they normally shy? Yes, yes they are normally shy. ENTPs are very normally shy. You just have to go up to them, be direct, uh, offer them a coffee or something, or just watch them. Watch the ENTP over time and uh, give them what makes them most, uh, most comfortable. Um, so, and uh, we'll do that. And uh, Railgun is now in the room. <laughs> And uh, Dua Ryman asks, are SE users more likely to have claustrophobia? Yes, that's a great question. The answer is very, very yes, oh, yeah. especially SE heroes. Yeah. They, uh, they, definitely, uh, they definitely don't like that uh, at all. Uh, yeah. Potion Seller asks, how, would, how well would an ESTP fare as in the army and trying to reform the army of his country? Uh, that would be a disaster. I don't recommend that. Run for the hills. Uh, I do not recommend that whatsoever. Uh, 
Now, if there is some real major affiliative INFJ subconscious reason for it, okay, sure. But probably not something an ESTP would want to do. Josh Tovar asks, hey, how can an INFJ have a good relationship with ENTPs? Make ENTPs comfortable. Uh, actually listen to the ENTP instead of like not listening because INFJs have a problem where they just don't listen to people for some reason. Uh, help the ENTP become more moral over time and uh, uh, kind of go in that direction. Uh, Patrick Urchridge, uh, um, Alpha Warrior 01, can someone please tell me where I can ask questions or I have to donate? All right, Alpha Warrior 01, provided that you are 18 years of age and over, you can go to csjoseph.life forward slash social. Click on Discord, become a Discord member, join the CS Joseph Discord server, and which time you can uh, put your questions into the Q&A. Otherwise, uh, you can do a super chat or you can kind of, you know, randomly put in questions in the YouTube chat. If they're interesting enough, I'll answer them. Or you could do become a patron and put it in the Patreon Q&A channel in our Discord server, which I also recommend because I read off the Patreon uh, Discord questions of, or Q&A questions from Discord. Lots of options, but bottom line is get into the Discord and then you can answer, ask your questions uh, from there. Betty asks, I do not have a good sense of how you're able to distinguish, distinguish control versus movement from someone's conversation. Do you mind explaining how the difference? Basically, are they talking about outcomes or are they just talking about how they did things? That's basically how you determine the difference between control or movement, Betty. Um, so deleting that as well. Um, Numa asked, why are we not learning MBTI in class? It's a life hack. Do you think that one day normal people will realize it? I think the reason why MBTI is not taught in class is because MBTI is a total sham and I will have nothing to do with it. What we're talking about here is Jungian analytical psychology. The MBTI is nothing more than a test and it's a test that's basically completely terrible. Don't worry, folks. The CS Joseph official test for psychoanalyzing yourself and others, so typing yourself and others, should be available as a minimum viable product in December. So it is undergoing development today and I meet with a developer twice a week. So, uh, okay, and I'm in the Discord and I maintain it, so you need to know the chat. Thank you, it's all good, yeah, yeah. It's called questions for CF Joseph in the live stream content area, Alpha Warrior 01. Um, uh, what does that mean? Oh, shout out quick, INFJ not listening due to TE Trickster, yes. Uh, Pose 005, he has resentment towards INTJ probably from his past relationships with them. I don't have any resentment towards INTJs. I actually hung out with one today, They're, he's pretty cool. Um, and uh, I hired him. So, but apparently, I have a problem with INTJs. No, no, I don't. Um, stop jumping to conclusions. Like, stop it. Um, Xavier one two three five two asks if ESTJ has NI trickster. How do they not suffer from failure to launch syndrome like? ESTPs and ESFPs. It's because they have extroverted thinking hero, which causes them to focus on desiring and realizing that it is their duty to achieve. T hero equals achievement. That's why they don't have failure to launch syndrome, even though they have NI trickster. Okay. And Jessica M, what do you think of an ESFP and ENFP relationship? I mean, you can, but the world might explode at the same time. I mean, it'd be a giant selfishness nuke that would completely take out the entire Western seaboard and we wouldn't even know why. 
because TI Trickster doesn't know why. So why do you think we would? Oh, just kidding. Not a rec not not a uh, not a relationship I'd recommend. Anon, how to approach ISFJ ESFJ males? Make them feel wanted. Be very desirous towards them. That's basic and and appreciate them. Show appreciation and show desire towards them, and you win basically. Um. And uh, Paloma Thomas, when are you going to do the social engineering INFPs video? As soon as possible. I just need to get an episode of season 19 out, and I believe the season 27 episode drops tonight. Look for it. It's called Eight Rules for Loving, folks. The eight rules that you have to follow for loving any type. And eight rules for uh, loving an ESTJ drops tonight. Season 27, look for it. It's coming. Uh, and by the way, if you were a patron, you would have already seen it because you would have been at the live lecture, etc. All right. Why are ENTPs so blunt and honest? It's because if we're not blunt and honest, no one will listen to us. And we have to basically permanently etch other people's souls with the truth, the fiery burning tinge and sear their souls permanently so that they can have an opportunity to be better people permanently instead of harming other people as a result of their sense of justice. So... With that being it, folks, it is now two hours. This show is officially over. If you uh, like what you saw, please uh, leave a like. Please subscribe to the channel. Thank you for your super chats, folks. And we will have another Q&A with us next year. Uh, we have an upcoming How to Type uh, live stream, uh, I think, next week, as well as a... Um, as well as on October 6th, we have a special guest, an ESTP psychologist out of the Bay Area as well. And Kevin Chen with a last minute uh, super chat. Is interaction style purely based on nature? Yes, it is. But interaction style can change if you cognize, if you cognitive transition into the other sides of your mind. Anyway, folks, with that being said, everyone have a good night and I'll see you guys next time.